we have the molo low and uh, this molo low is big we just we begin from here mainly when we talk about laws these are laws which have been cannot be discussed these are done like uh, the connection between God as we have for us in the Catholic Church. Went about eternal law. The relation between the Holy Spirit, the relation between God the Father, God the Son, uh, the relationship between us uh, as humans and creatures. All these have been, we can't be changed. A creature remains a creature and God remains God. So already we call this eternal, non-changing and unnoted the changing ones are which you call temporal, temporary. Those change with the time. So eternal becomes temporal in creatures, you just what you have in your notes. Eternal which has been in God, once it comes in the creatures, becomes temporal. Why? Human beings are changing and we are temporary beings, limited. So divine law is ordering within the mind of God directing his glory. And then the temporal law is as the natural law participates in creatures as such. Then you call it temporal law. Then we come to all irrational creatures um, participating in eternal law through the determination towards one thing. This is what we call it here. This temporal now be in the nature, natural things. But not to think which you don't have reason, you call them irrational. Then what is rational would be the human being here, as such. And some of these laws, moral laws which are within us, are not determined by us as reasoning beings. We participate in natural through knowledge of the, our intellect and the self-determination of the will. We have the freedom, but we not create that freedom. God gave us the free, the freedom. We did not create our intellect in us. God gave us the, the intellect. So that word we must know. So this uh, moral law is because of our participation as creatures in God, but creatures which have reason and which also have the mind the mind and the free will. Therefore, eternal law becomes more only in irrational creatures, in thinking beings. That's why we call morals. Then we ask ourselves, this brings us when this is issue of rights. Morals and rights, we come together and we discuss them. So, that's what we have in this question of the division of moral law and the division of the law, I have the division I've talked about. Therefore, there exists in man a natural law. Uh, some people were doubting. Natural law is simply moral law as is promulgated through the natural light of reason. And the inclination inclines the human being or man to its natural end. Now, what is the natural end of man? What are you aiming? 
what will be your destiny? What will be your destiny as a human being? Here they talk about that issue of the, our destiny. Our destiny is to realize ourselves. Self-actualization through reason. At times human beings behave and you wonder whether they have reason. But the dictate of reason is one which must determine us. But then we ask me that uh, in the first when I was telling people, we have these three aspects in us. In me, there's what we call the area of feelings. And this area of feelings in me is that what I share with the plants. We dealt with that, with a, a person, did we? Eh? A person has three major parts. We did that one in the introduction to philosophy. In these three major parts, in me I have a feeling part. I have feelings. But this is the lowest part of me. Feelings. I feel thirsty. I want to eat. I feel I may have uh, that's if there is fire near me, I feel the heat. I may feel the heat and run away. But when the trees feel the heat, they can't run away, they are stuck. And then they burn. But if I am unable to run away, so I burn. So, here on the level we call the vegetative. I will talk about vegetative on what we share with the plants. And what do we share with the plants? Plants breathe. So breathing is not so much an issue. That's the thing we do as plants do. We breathe. Mm -hmm. Breathing. What else do we share with the plants? Eating. Eating and drinking. What else do we share with the plants? Reproduction. They produce more seeds than you have. In production. That's this level. And then we grow and we decay. Oh, if you die in a plane crash, then you come to ashes. That's all. Now, in the earth, this is on the feeling part. Then we have what we call on the instinctive part. Instinctive. This we share with animals. And we said all the five external senses, the seeing, the smelling, the hearing, the tasting, the touching, these are the external senses. We share them with the animals. So, that's, not, that's again unique. But then, you should ask, then the last, this is the rational part. This is the reasoning part which separates us from, this is only reserved for, uh, for man, or human being. But then in my reaction, I should make sure that, that I have these feelings. My reasoning should control my feelings. 
They have um, this. They also this should be controlled by instinctive. Secondly, and then I my reaction will be different from that of a snake. A step on a snake. You treat me, I may not mistreat, I may keep quiet. And when somebody keeps quiet, after you have mistreated them, I wonder, what is this thinking? I've done all this. The sister was telling me during this lunch, I was telling me, a woman who had niece went to get, got married to a rich man, a minister of finance. Mm -hmm. That's about many years ago. Now, after 10 years, they had two kids after 10 years. It was at around one of the night, the man comes and tells the woman, you woman, I know you came to get married here and you're stuck here. I don't like you anymore. Out of my house. Pick whatever you want. I mistreated you, but you have to stay. Pick. Yeah, there are people who are patient. I've come to, I came to get married. You do whatever you want, I'll stay. She stayed. And she said, I've tried that you go away, I've refused, but now, out. So she had to move. She stayed with the neighbors. One later and the following day, she came and picked all of the things that she wanted. And she left the home up to today. Now, so she kept quiet all during this time. She was seen, was hearing, mistreated, and whatever beat her. She managed, the woman refused to go. Until they was ordered. Now, matters of life and death, I'm tired of you. Go. I've done what I can do. You, 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 you go by yourself, you have refused. Anyway, so anyway, what we are talking about that, human beings must act rationally. And rationality must control this and this. But at times we act irrationally, meaning that our reasoning is overpowered by some of these instincts for survival. Uh -huh. At times it's overpowered by the, uh, the instinct for eating, for reproduction, and people being fed to legitimate. I was telling the people, the, these young men, there is a, a, a bad code in that debunk, I don't know how they call it in English. That's bad to never, actually all birds never lay their eggs until they have a nest. Is it true? Have you seen a, a bird laying eggs without a nest? No. But they do it instinctively. How comes human beings beget children without what? building a house? <laughs> And we are rational. But instinctively also we should know that we need a shelter. Did we get caught up so much that the birds are better than us? Eh? So, anyway, so we have to get sure. Instinctively animals create a space before they are going to lay their eggs. What about us? What has gone wrong with the humanity? Therefore, we must act, act rationally. Anything we moral must be whatever uh, must be dealt with. 
Here there are some people who deny the skeptics. In fact, they deny that uh, there is a destiny for us. They deny God, they deny liberty, they deny spirituality. Hmm? Those materialists. And it is denied directly by the positivist who admits that only positive law exists. They are no natural laws. So for them, this one is waste. The only thing is the law you agree, which we call, <coughs> they used to call it the, the contract. Eh? People make a contract. Uh -huh. If you are a maid working in my house, I'm supposed to pay only how much? 50,000 per month. And when it happened to fall sick, I'm going to deduct from that 50,000 to treat you. I don't know, I've never had, the, never had the maids at home. I don't know the agreement you make with the maids. Eh? Is that what you do? Do you deduct? Do you treat them? I don't know. Anyway, contracts. For these people believe only in a contract, positive law. And they don't believe in the, have the natural laws which we are, we are demanded. Like to care. If I'm going to care for you, uh, offer charitable things to you, as by contract, not by the in a me, which you call the conscience or the love. By the fact of the dictates exists. So here, the, these people, the Kant and others, that this law, they come as an after reaction. There is a posteriori, that after. The moral dictates constitutes the external manifestation of the moral law that all these things which are written down, there's one which brings us to this, not something which is natural in us. That's what they want to claim. But if there are laws of gravity, that's as soon as this thing, it is here, once I release it, it is going to come to them. Isaac and Newton is law. The law of gravity. Gravity proof. Now, really, that is here, physical laws in nature. Light travels in a straight line. Is it true? Eh? This who did the physics. First, we need to study these things. Before you have studied the science, please answer me. Light. <laughs> First, we need to study science. I stopped in the senior with the physical sciences. There was no need. I did the biology, that's what I needed for life. So, now, for this study, life travels in straight life. Okay. What about the waves? It travels, for them, they meander. When they reach a stumbling block, they can move. Okay? And they go ahead. And whatever the case. Hmm? But you have studied, these are laws. Who put those laws? Now, water, water is what? Water is H. Oh, there are two hydrogens uh, and one oxygen which makes water. 
Who puts them there? Science is simplifying them. They don't, they don't create them. They are already there by God. That's why in nature they are already lost. Who said, now who put laws that after a baby, the baby must stay in the womb for nine months? Very true. Nine face months and a half, premature, those get into problems, and excessive stay in the womb also is a problem. So there is a KDP period. For chicken, in order to hatch, they must make sure the chicken will hatch the eggs after 20. One day with the normal temperature, which are regulated according to the nature of the chicken. For pigs, they take three months, three weeks, and three days according to the law within God's given. God's dogs, cows, take a what? Nine months? I never read the cows, so I don't know um, how much it takes. Um, elephants. Takes it is it two one month one year and a half? Eh? Elephants take longer, all those big animals. And nobody can change it. We call it laws within the temporal, natural, physical laws. Then we can talk about the temporal positive human laws. There are temporal positive divine laws, which call the Ten Commandments. Eh? The decal given by God, written, they are not hidden. Then you have the temple natural moral laws, which we are going to discuss deeper. Then you have the temple positive humani ecclesiastical laws, those within the assembly for human beings. Then you have the temporal positive human positive laws in our constitution and our cultures and so forth. So, those are categorization of these laws. And you find that some people deny, especially they deny the divine. They, divide, they deny the natural. And they think the positive law are the ones which are working. <coughs> At times they say that from the human nature within me, a priori, that these laws exist even before I exist in me. Every human being has a determined mode of action according to his own nature. Therefore, man must act according to me, who are a human being, that we already determined we are going to act. In our actions, which we call the human act, we are going to use our knowledge and the freedom of the will in order to make things work. And that's what happens. So that is not given by the president or my mother or my father. Uh -uh. All these are hidden in me. So long as one power found a friend who because the child was born and said, ah, since last night you have a big problem in our family. That's what he told me. See, which big problem? A human being has been born among us. Uh-huh. We don't know how it is going to behave. Now we are still handling it. We are going to give it milk, it is going to grow. We don't know what is going to think about us. And those are children. When you are born, mm -hmm, the, uh, we don't know. 
people are taking us around until we grow up, we begin crawling and whatever. But after we have grown, we take the destiny we want. Because we can't think like our parents. Our parents encourage us to think in their direction, but we choose our own thinking. So, when you say human beings, don't take them for granted. These are already determined things, independent of, even if he's your child. Actually, he's not your child. He's a child of the society. You are there as a guardian, a custodian, helping the society. If that child likes in the future to help you, you can help you. How many children have refused to help their parents? There are many. I want to say, I don't want to see my mom. I don't want to see my dad. That man mistreated me. But he's your dad. You can't change. We don't make a vote. Do we vote our dads? Do we, do we vote our moms? No, we don't vote on them. Actually, that's why for me, I don't want inter always to uh, interfere into the issues of my mother and my father. These people, they know what they started before and what they had the end. I was not there. Now, why should I? I can only help them where I can. But their hand, they should handle their issues. For us, we are products of their encounter. For us, we, we don't know what were their agendas. Therefore, anyway. But we are independent beings, we are thinking independently, and we have the free will. Therefore, there are some people who say from an absurd consequences, we exist by bad luck. If moral law were not to exist, there would be no foundation for any law or social life. That's from that point of view. So moral law comes because without which society will not function. Social order will collapse. Therefore, it is universal by the fact that all human beings, all men, have the same nature. Are we? Do we have the same nature? I must, do we have the same, do I have the same nature with you? Do you know what I mean by nature? What is nature? Are you a human being? If a human being and a human being have the same nature, nature means the, co the core composition of what we are. Forget about the heights, forget about the color, the eyes, and whatever. No. But when you see me walking around, you only get scared because I'm a human being. But you don't feel that I'm a liar. And another thing I can talk. Even if the language I'm talking, you don't hear, but at least you know that that creature is talking. I'm not making the sound of a monkey, a baboon. Then you say, also you may find that the baboon is walking very obviously, but you, don't, you are not of the same nature. You only share this level, instinctive level. A baboon is able to walk, or you are able to walk. He's able to touch a yellow man, we're able to touch a yellow a yellow banana. But for you to touch a yellow banana at those canteens, you must pay. But for it can come and snatch and run away. And they are they can excuse it. But for you to get not excuse if you touch anybody's banana and not pay you. Then you will give you another name. You are a thief. Eh? 
baboons don't interfere into uh, corruption. For them, they just survive by taking. Human beings are corrupt, and they have, I don't know, they are there, I don't know, people have time to waste. Even the whole world, they put anti-corruption in day. For what? Who is corrupt? Eh? A person. Now, why do we put a day for anti-corruption? For me, I would have put it, I would not have recognized, I just ignored it. Now, people are in the Kololo, wasting our money. Instead of building, taking medicine to Chirudu, they are preparing soldiers, they are marching, uh, making speeches. But they are, the budget itself is corrupt, which they are using. They have corrupted the budget. They have inflated it for their survival. But that's corruption. Anyway, my way of understanding things is different. Okay? <clears throat> like if you make a wedding and you are exploiting your neighbors to make a wedding for you, already that is a corruption. You are manipulating them. Hmm? So it talks about the issue of nature. So when you talk about nature, the nature of this, what is in common with these species? Eh? They are markers. Markers. So their nature is markerness or paininess. So they have in common. This is it had the, I'm not sure whether it is green in the cover, but they, they have put a green cover. Now when I start it's green inside. Then this one is red. But all these are temp temporary. They are right for writing, for marking and so forth. Markers and so forth. Anyway, so nature. A human being we have the same nature. And what makes us unique is we have the rationality which has the freedom and the intellect in this rational faculty, ability we have. But we also have the instinct to have the vegetative aspect of it, but the rationality controls. And somebody said, you have acted irrational, meaning you have not thought about what you are going to do before. But you are still a human being. Who has acted irrationally? And when a human being acts irrationally and gets a, a panga like a sejirinya who, who was flying in the aeroplane and was in a massacre by his spirit guarding people. You know, okay? You see in Uganda things happen. He was in the, the plane and things that happening in the massacre was in Netherlands, far away and he was cutting people. Imagine, the people imagine. These are imagination. But then you have much as gone down irrationally cutting people. You have no right to populate his feet. You have no right. You are just proving to us that they are the ones who have been populating other people's heads on the other side when he was not there. Because even you are able to populate his feet, make him unable to walk. You know, these are a human being. Yeah, how, how, how do I begin pinching your feet? And I begin to laugh. <laughs> and I'm pinching you. Where do you, where do I get joy in making pain? 
I have something wrong. But you call them irrational human beings? Mm. Action. Of a human being. Eh? So anyway, that is, is natural, universal, and immutable. Immutable here, the word I'm using is does not, doesn't change. Mute. Now, this day they're talking about mutation. I don't, I'm using the word I'm using, not the knowledge this day. Coronavirus has helped me. Now, the coronavirus is mutating. We had the other one, now the other mutations which are coming in South Africa. It has mutated. So my notes are not very old. And neither they are extremely new. The word is there, mutate. To mutate is to change. But you know, when you want to negate the changing, you say, you instead, an, an imitating. So, but in English, we don't say an. We use im. So the, we have used the mutation. Mm. Mutate, mutation. Uh -huh. Now, if I want to negate mutation, this is changing. I just put another M. Immutable. Which would have been unmutable. But in English, it's not there. May, I don't know the law that governs that in English. I didn't major in English. But that's what I can explain a bit. So, that's negation. <clears throat> so, is it is the natural law universal and unchanging? Yes, it is universal by the very fact that man is of the same nature and that for men in all places and at all times it applies. Therefore, it is universal. Is it immutable? It is substantially immutable. Because laws governing human nature must be governing all human nature. Because you are sharing that. We are not animals. It's not changeable. Substantially, meaning that essentially, in its core. But it can be changed accidentally. I'm using these two words substantially and accidentally. According to the circumstances of the time and the place. Not accidental change, but context. That's what I can say. And we are going to see this as we discuss these laws more. That a law can change, uh, which law can we say now? We are obliged to treat elderly people with respect. Is it true? Yes. Because they have experienced it more than us. We give them uh, some... Uh, we respect them because of their experience they have had on this world. But is it possible that uh, we can change that you know, a bit? That if the elders misbehave, they are bound also to be taken to prison. Eh? Yeah. We generally should respect them. But if they misbehave, they disrespect themselves. So we can imprison them for their sake. Not because 
You want to, but they are ailing and they are whatever, but they are misbehaved. So, therefore, laws which are natural laws, essentially they don't change, but change accidentally due to context. Is it the obligation of the natural law from human reason or from eternal God? Is the obligation to act, does it come from God or from our personal reason? By the way, what is the source of morality? We talk about the three sources of morality at the beginning. We have to divide it for terms now. What are the sources of morality? There are three. The first one is God. Okay. The second one, society. From God we get the divine, then you get the society, then the human reason. Those are the three sources of morality. We get instruction from God, we get instruction from the society where we are born, and not everything is given to us by God directly and by society where we come from, in the end, we find that at times we are confronted to take our personal reasoning on issues in order to act. Not only because we can appeal to God all the time. At times we need to appeal to our human reason because it gave us a freedom to act. Like in the, we are going to talk about the laws which are Change, you are not changing. Um, we are told when we are young, obey your parents. Is it true? Obey your parents, obey your parents, therefore they want to grow old and so forth. Yes. Now, is there a time where you can disobey your parents? When? Now the parents, my mother, who tells me now, the neighbor has done this to us. My daughter, you can't do that. You take that thing there at that corner. And you know all you, you, the young chicken is disturbing us. You pretend you're about to meet and then put poison in it and throw the chicken die. Are you my daughter? Yes. Are you my son? Yes. If you don't do it, I'm going to disown you. You must do <laughs> Because it's your mother, you get trembling. Mommy, I'm going to do it. Ah, who told you? The law of mommy is not higher than the law of God. You tell the mommy, God gave you a chance to bring me in this life. I've been obeying you all the time, but in the matters of breaking the law of God to kill the neighbor's chicken or whatever, I'm not going to do it. You're my mom, but in that regard, I'm disobeying you. So, that is, we talk about the mutability of some laws. Some laws change within the context. 
and human reason is very important. There are those who think that our reasoning is the only thing which is autonomous. The moral emanism, don't forget, forget about this word, but I'm just to trade. Those who believe that this reasoning is automatic. And if our reasoning is automatic, the hours cannot be, and cannot be heteronomous, not even from God, meaning that we can even exceed, can we, if we say that these moral rationalists, rational, rationalistic autonomy, autonomism, that even it means that we can outrule God's law because he gave us reason. That we can do things without taking recourse to the Ten Commandments and say, it is my reason. Don't tell me anything about it. Don't kill your neighbor. My friend is my enemy. What do you do with your enemies? You do? You kill? What do we do with our enemies? Eh? We look at them. You hold your hands like this. They say you, you keep your hands folded and the people are shooting at you. Or you have to fight back. I've been fighting back and I haven't been in killing. I've been fighting back to paralyze you. Not necessarily to kill you, because the killing is only. But here, this moral or rationalistic autonomism, meaning that human law can outrule even, human reason can outrule even the law of God. Many people have gone that, that far, that have traveled that kind of a journey in their lives, that you can outrule God's law. You can. You can give reason why you want to kill me. That's okay. But there's no justification why you should kill me. According to God. I may be the worst enemy. What can you do? The Americans, what they did to those people, they say they are having weapons of mass destruction with the Saddam Hussein and whatever. They, they brought them to the Guantanamo Bay. They are near Cuba. They did not kill them. They arrested them and put them in a confinement. You don't need to kill <coughs> unnecessarily. So, we have to be very careful. We have, we have the moral autonomy. We have the reasoning. But don't outrule God Israel because you are satisfying your human reasoning. Those are there also. Then you have what you call the moderate autonomism. These are like uh, Suarez. Forget about these names. These are philosophers who have the argumentation. The obligation of the natural comes only from the human reason as a psychological foundation of moral obligation. God only approves and sanctions it. So God is in the secondary level. Meaning that Therefore, as an ontological foundation, huh? these are, now, 
I'm using here big words in your notes. I'm talking about psychological psychological foundation. This is a problem now. You are in first year and they are dragging you into this philosophy. This is a deep philosophy already. Uh, then we talk about ontological foundation of moral law, of natural law. What does it mean? Psychological refers to what? When talk about foundation, a building has a foundation. What is the basis of this law? Uh, here they say that the laws we have are, based, are founded on us. And if they are founded on us, that's called the psychological. And this word psych means what? Psych uh, means what? Ma? Mine. Therefore, from the perspective that, from the perspective of our mind, our human mind, becomes the foundation of this moral law. That human reasoning becomes the foundation. Our mind, human reasoning, becomes the foundation of moral law. From the perspective of being human and makes it obligation you have to follow. What you have reasoned properly, and you have reasoned it out properly in a valid way. Together here, in a, what? We made a contract, agreement. We say, we are going to wake up at 5.30. We drive here in Uganda, we keep what? Keep left? Keep left. Eh? If we keep left, that's what we say. Eh? We keep left. That was, yes. yeah. That we keep left. Yeah. In some countries they keep right in Rwanda. Yeah. Yes. Why do we keep left? In the English-speaking uh, British colonies, uh, we keep left. Why? Why is the the first step the child makes when he's going to walk? Begin with which force? Hey? Do you know? <laughs> 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 you go, you watch them when they are just staggering, beginning to walk, they stand up. All of us begin with lift. And then we come right. Hey. Uh, natural. It's natural. It's natural. Hey? I don't know what's happened to them, they know better. They can explain why they begin with right. But for me, I explain why that then when you are when you are going to begin Israel, if you are climbing, when you begin with right, you struggle to bring the left. But when you begin with left, it becomes easier to bring this other. Anyway. So, but these are so these were talking about the side foundation that. For them, they think that the human being is the foundational. But here, 
Ontological means what? Ontology means being. By the fact that we are beings, by our by the fact that we are human beings and we are creatures of God, then God who gives us existence, okay, that we are we have life. Before I think of being a human, but you have life. God who gave us life to be human, that we can use our reasoning, God becomes the foundation of moral law. Because we are created in his image. That's how you can explain the question of ontological foundation and a psychological foundation. So our moral obligation begins by the fact that if we are alive, Already you have the moral and you have life in you, given by God, then you already have obligations to fulfill. Then you begin to begin to reason, then it gives you more reason so to do the right thing. <coughs> is that okay? Therefore, human reason is the approximate norm. Is the approximate norm and the law. This is the approximate, but the real foundation is God who gave us the existence. He has obligation over us to act morally. But the immediate is our human reason. That's why I told you what is the foundation of morality, the sources of morality. God becomes who gave us existence. Then Society where we find ourselves, then reasoning which have acquired to stand independently as we have grown up. Okay, now I have dwelled so much on that. Uh, this moral character of the act may not be necessary. We must move on quickly and we see. Uh, the moral character of the act already we talked about it. Uh, what makes a, a color? What makes a human act? Our actions, human acts. We said we have to do something knowingly, consciously, and willingly. And if we are a believer. Each religion adds on something to your to the psychology to this psychological foundation of the human act. You must do something not only knowingly, willingly, and uh, what? knowingly, willingly, and cautiously. But as a believer, you must do it lovingly for the love of others. Not everything we do is going to benefit us. But just do them for the sake of the love we have towards them as the creatures of God. So, say, ethics is not the only basis, morality is not the only basis to determine how good human acts. As a Christian, you must add on charitably. You do things charitably. Yeah. So, now. The properties, now I'm talking, I'm going to positive law, which you talked about already, given by the human reasoning within 
a setting and then can be must be communicated according to the community where one believes. Therefore, <coughs> yeah, the properties of a law, positive human law, must be. Hmm? Where are they? Let me go deep into them. Um, where are they? Yeah, I call them major characteristics of the law, which is positive. Um, any law, now we go to the major characteristics of what? A positive law. A law is an order. Order from above. Should secure. I'm not uh, condoning that. It's an order from above. above. Therefore, a law which is moral or any law must be an ordinance. Here I'm using the word ordinance. It's an order, a command, which must be followed. The command which must be followed. Therefore, who gives the command? Either reason has given a command, or God has given what? Command? Command. Or society has commanded. So a law is being commanded as an ordinance. That is the law, the first character of a good law. And he mandates such to borrow to and a mandate imposed by a legislature. Not anybody should give a law. Should be a rightful authority. Rightful authority. And in Uganda, we have the parliament, which is fake. Of today, it's a bit fake. But you have the parliamentarians. Look uh, at the legislature. We went to Congo illegally. Now, I've listened, the Ugandan army has gone to Congo illegally. The parliament did not approve. I'm not a politician, but I'm an analyst, so I'm free to say what I want to say. And I know I can defend it. I did not tell them to put the parliament, they would have removed it. In our minister, we did have a parliament, it was not necessary. So, just to give up. We did, we did our things the best of the country and we made the country move on. We built a satellite. We did not sit in the parliament to pass the laws that a satellite in should be built. We are enjoying it today, but we made it without a parliament. So parliament can do, can do something. Anyway, in the normal democratic setting, we need it. But anyway, here they said, should be a rightful legislature who imposes the law, one in authority. A second, a character of the law. A law is an outcome of human reason. The question is, should we write it? Reason. All of us are reasoning. And we are free, we are entitled to our reasoning. But is it right reasoning? And we say, an outcome of reason. What does it mean? I must engage my intelligence. I must deliberate. I must work upon all the procedures that can help me to come out with right reasoning. So that is another characteristic of the law. The third characteristic of any law is the common good. 
understand right in my politics. I was given politics of Aristotle and the shit. My super book I wrote is about the common good at the foundation of a political community. Lifeless to Aristotle and to Uganda. And my conclusion was that the gun will never solve Uganda's problem. I wrote it about 18, how many years? Many years ago. Uh, that was 1994. Now, now it is how many years? About 20, it's coming to 20, more than 20 years. Uh, more than coming to 30 years. Mm -hmm. Whatever the case. So that was my conclusion. And the Ghana has no solved the Ghana's problem. So my conclusion was not wrong. A common good. You know, a you know, the constitution is a common good. Now, when say the common good, that is mean should be useful on serving the interests of all human beings. Never put a law which is victimizing one group of people or the other. That would be fake. Always endeavor to make sure the law is for the common good of all. The fourth characteristic of the law is that this must be communicated. I'm using the term promulgated. Hmm? Promulgated. Once the law has been made, it must be communicated, made known to those whom it binds. That is, it should be made public and announced officially so that those who observe it may clearly express the knowledge. So don't make a law and sit it on. Like now, it is wrong to admit a student in the university and they are not giving the students what? Uh, copy uh, regulation. Do you have one? They are not giving you. Ah, you have to demonstrate. Why are you here? Why is this guy in where you are here? Uh, no, they should give you. What happened? What did they tell you? <laughs> that what? Wait. You wait. So you are here. Not knowing the laws are for, so when you make a mistake, how would they, uh, how would they say you, eh? how would they say that uh, you are responsible? They made laws so that government have not been communicated. That's now. Anyway, any law you make, any changes you make, communicate. That's why they have the in Uganda they call them in most countries they call. Them, Put gazetted, it must be gazet gazetted. The things have changed or whatever. Now, it must come from one who cares, who has a care for the community. Eh? Care for the community. You don't simply put laws that which are not there to help the care for the community. You are not putting them for yourselves. Then another one, every law must be possible. That law must be possible. Must be possible. Is it, is it never put? No one is held to an impossible law. Huh. Now, in the Catholic Church, we have the law of rule. Is it a law? Yes, a discipline. How the discipline of the 
in the Catholic Church. Priests don't get married. The Roman Catholic Church don't get married. Is that possible or not? You are not priests, so you know. Okay. Is it possible? Uh, we discussed at times this in ethics. Uh, we're not going to discuss now. We talk about rights. Is this sex a want or a need? Hmm? Is it a want or a need? Sex is the need insofar as it is intended for procreation. That is needed. But if it is not for procreation, it's just a want. And those who engage in it, their intention is to procreate in another But as therefore it is a need in that regard. That's why in marriage it is there. But at times we get caught up and psychologists and the, the psychologists they know that they put pornography and whatever to trigger our minds to begin to work in that direction. That we need you know, instead of we want it, it must be then becomes a want, a want, a want, then you get into profit. Has anybody ever died in this world because has not engaged himself herself in sex? No. And everybody must eat. If you don't eat, then they have denied you your right. Talk about rights. But sex as a need is only a right in marriage. A want in other areas is just a want. And you may not you don't need you don't die if not you get in it. So in that regard. When they put it in the Catholic Church that it is a discipline, they know nobody will die if it does not engage in it. And therefore, it becomes possible law. In the Orthodox Church, it's very clear also. Some priests don't get married, those who go into high offices. They don't. And they are prepared for that, they take it out of the package. And those who want to get married, they must get married before they become deacons. After they become not priests. And in the case they have to get married, they have to get married once. Even if the wife dies, no more. And even about those who get married in these churches, is monogamy possible? It does not leave the priests alone, those are crazy people. Now, we're going to, <laughs> we're going to the new life. Is monogamy possible? Eh? One man, one woman. Yeah. One, one man, one wife. Is it possible? Yes, it is possible. That's why the law is there. And Jesus was not wrong. Moses allowed a divorce, which is not very comfortable. Eh? <coughs> so then, people must say, so 
What is so? All roads are possible. Is it possible to drive on? You drive on your right on, on what? You drive on your, you drive on the right. Eh? We drive on the left. Is it possible to drive on the left? Yes. We drive on the left. All the here. All those who drive on the right. Is it possible? Yes. So the law is there. Is it possible to pay taxes which are beyond our income? Right? Can you pay taxes beyond your income? Can you pay taxes beyond the amount of money you need to survive? Can you pay workers? In your company, at a loss, and you continue paying them. Eh? So, all these laws, when you see a law being put for you, ask one. Now, is it possible that they put a law during this coronavirus that all border borders must stop at six? That's what you're saying. Is it true? Now, if the border border is too bad, but then the workers, people stop selling their goods at seven. Is it seven? Is it when they stop selling things? In the Kaufu, they have the past year around the nine year. These men are kicking people this thing. Now, if you know the woman who is selling, Vending in the food starts. He's going to stop at nine. And she must walk home. And you told the border borders to stop at six. Is it realistic? And you know she has no or doesn't own a car. How is she going to go back home? You are giving a leeway for the for the police to manipulate these border borders. Who are helping these people to go back to their Homes. So laws must be gauged. Is it possible? So I pity the police officer. They have to come here and study some ethics so that we teach them about good laws. Or oh, they will take them in their colleges where they study. You know, don't make a law which will contradict it to you and make you put into a fix. Is it possible? Uh huh. Is it possible for boys not to go to girls' hostels? This was me. I was in Chapel and never stepped into the girls' hostel. There was no need. If the girls wanted to come, they came to our place. And they were not supposed to stay more than, if to reach the 10, they were not supposed to be in our residence for the what? For the mayor. Finished. Is it possible? It was possible. In this way, I don't know your laws. You know better. But the whole thing is about orderliness. If all men are overcrowded into a girl's room, what will happen? Eh? <laughs> there is violence. What is it? Introduction. <laughs> and whatever the case. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what happens is that Space is given for these female students to have their privacy. Yeah. So they may not have the strength to take the gentleman out. 
So we protect, they are protected. Law which is possible and so forth. Now, a law must be just. Must be just. Don't put any just laws targeting a given population, a group of people, targeting students only. No, no interference. So decent clothing at the campus. Also, I like the Muslim campus are very clear. Whether a lecturer or whatever, all women must put on the same. And all men must be decent in person. No, there's no discussion about that. So, must be just to all. Then, a law must be stable. That's why the Constitution of Uganda was done in the mutability, now we're using the word immutability with confidence, because of talk of mutation. The mutation and the imitation of the law, natural law. This one I've already discussed it, that so long as some laws, they can, there's some progression in the way the laws are changing. Why, formerly we never mentioned the old school history, what should it what should you bring us from home when you are coming to school? Don't bring a television, because mm -hmm. we don't have electricity to accommodate all the televisions for all the students. Don't bring in the television. Huh? Don't bring in your fridge. Huh? People would bring in, the people are rich. They can bring their fridges, but don't bring in the fridge. Uh -huh. Then, all that kind of stuff. There are things which but the things which are changing with the time, don't bring any phones. If we bring a phone, suddenly it's the me the metron. They may use it, we may need it to use it when your parents are communicating. Mm -hmm. It could be like that. So some things, some laws may change, others may not change. Those which change, I will call them uh, the so long as the social order is to be maintained. Some laws don't change. And have remained persistent up to today. Many have them in the Ten, what they have the Ten Commandments there. 
Parents can change some laws, authority can change some laws. Now, here you have different categories of laws. I call them precepts. Precepts. Now, these precepts we are talking about, these different categories, or these precepts as such, precepts or these laws, <coughs> negative precepts, negative laws. These laws are expressed in a phrase we call don't, don't, don't. Once the don't is violated, there is social disorder. Don't kill, don't steal, don't embezzle, don't tell lies. Okay? Don't murder, all those kind of don'ts. So, we call them negative laws because they begin by neg negation. These laws oblige us always, are not for a short time, for some time. They are always permanently, must be obeyed. The laws of obedience towards our parents. They are there also. But as we grow up, this relationship may change a bit, though they have don't obey our parents rather than begin with the negation. At a certain age, he will, a child will emancipate from the authority of his parents and no longer will and no longer will owe the same obedience. As before, the duty of the parents towards him will change. That way, they will not have support him anymore. When do parents stop supporting their children? When should they stop? Roughly, just me. When should they stop? Once they get married? When they get employed? When? When should they continue to support him? Hmm? Pardon? After? After reaching what? 18 years. <laughs> that was a gauge of former. People used to start to think that they are mature when they are 18. I'm mature. I told them. And now I'm a man. Who told you? Who is a man? Eh? One who is 18 becomes a man. Ah. I think what makes a man a man? Is it the chronological age or the action? The action, okay. So I have to be very careful. In some, now we're talking about postponing adulthood. In the Western world, they have moved there from 18. Now they're on the 27. Boys and girls tend to move out of their parents' home at 27. It's no longer 18. Life has changed. People used to get jobs at 18. These days they don't get until they're late. So you can't move out of your parents' house when you don't know where we are going to land. Eh? Renting apartments is not either when you are not working. Unless you remain independent, you are staying there, but they are paying for you. Anyway, another <coughs> social order. Then you have to call what you call positive 
uh, primary precepts. We have a negative, which begins with don't. Then we have a primary. You know primary school? Foundational laws. In the time, they make it very easier. Surely I'm singing, I'm singing. Surely I'm singing. The basics which helps you to become for, for your education. Here in Uganda, primary school are taken for granted. In the Swahili, it's very clear. If you don't have a foundation in the primary school, you are born. You learn the discipline, you learn to relate, you learn how to deal with the others. You learn many things in primary school. I hope with this new curriculum we will talk about that. But that one now, primary. These laws, they are very essential for essential conservation of the moral order. There we talked about don't kill, but here they talk about even if you don't kill others, you don't have even the right to kill yourself. Suicide is not acceptable. You must have a right to life. And you have no right to take your life. That is the law. You have no way, there's no right to take your life. That's very clear. So, here, those are fundamental rights, personal right, life. Any law which disturbs life, and it disturbs the conservation of life, must be dealt with. Life is the process of self-sustaining, self-generating action, which means the freedom to take all actions required by the nature of the rational being for the support, through the furtherance, fulfillment, and the enjoyment of one's life. These are laws, preservation of life, and they are very important. Now, we have also a call, secondary precept. This can change a bit, depending on the circumstances. Now, <clears throat> I want to ask you, there are things which I wonder we are still very far away to development. We are still very, very far away to development. You go to the dining of the lecturers in Jesuit. I understand the lecturers. And there are these younger men with the spoons serving them food. I find it very, very absurd. Why should two free human beings stand there to serve me food? They should be doing something else. My hands are okay. I know the food I want. Why should they be there to serve me? Me, I remember my mother used to serve us food. When I went to the seminary, we are using self-service. Food is brought, you put in the dish, you serve what you can take. You leave the rest for others. Your consideration of others was, you learn how to consider others. How much food is available, how many are we, then you serve little. When to remain, then you add on. 
Then he went to chapel, but when you see it, you see it in Uganda, I don't know where you are today. But when you see it in Uganda, for us we had self-service. We found lunch came, breakfast came, you find the food there. Whether it was bread, whether it was mandazi, it was there in the place. And teachers had to be taught how to restrain yourself thinking about uh, others. The best put food, you just came in, you sat on the table, and the food is there, you serve tea or whatever food, and you serve service. Now, a full lecturer, doctor, a boy comes to serve you food, meaning that there's something wrong with their training as a, a, a professional. You don't know that other people will eat, that you can take the full uh, plate of meat. This is the first time you eat meat in your life. Ha! Ah. I hear you come to serve before that and serve. Is the first time you eat, eat chicken? Just need a small piece. How many, how many kilo, uh, grams of meat do you need per day? We need only 150 grams of meat. To live on. We need two eggs per week only to survive. The rest is a waste. Now here, Rolex, put me two eggs or three eggs in a Rolex. <laughs> ah, ah, my friend. That is greed. And eventually, you are damaging yourself. You are not. So here, they say, the law moderation in eating. With this exercise of service. One is advised to moderate one who's eating to avoid obesity. It's not a primary law, but it's a secondary law. It enables you to function and minimize the cost of the expenses you have in the future. That you have blocked all your veins with the fat, and now all the money you have got is paid for gyms. You spend it for steaming, whatever. You spend it on tabs to reduce the fat in your body, in the veins which are blocked, are blocking. But you had the chance to follow the secondary precepts. There is a conservation of moral order, self-service. And you take little. You did not need to take too much beer to burn your liver. Beer is very delicious. But why do you wait until you're staggering? When I was four years, I got drunk. Huh. My mother was making this mongo uh, bigere, and you could get, uh, when they have just removed the water, it's very warm. We get the sorghum, they call the enkanya there. We get and put sugar in it. We sip, we sip, we sip. I ended up, started seeing the world going around, and eventually I started laughing, said, so Jesus is drunk, and then they told me to pay. Now, I missed one thing, <clears throat> that the secondary precept, I missed one thing. My grandmother, whenever was uh, made that beer, she could make a nice meal, meat and I missed lunch. Of course, they kept something for me later. But I missed to eat with me, my grandmother. Since then, I vowed never to get a drunk. 
I missed lunch because I could not handle. I was there. It took me. I slept up to four. Now, as since then, I know when I'm taking beer, my brain is not strong for it. However much it is there, flooded. I take one or two. That's enough. I, I, can we add another one further? Say, uh, you want to? You want to talk about me, how I was laughing and dancing after I've become drunk? No. <coughs> so I don't take. Tell them, thank you, thank you, but this is my head can contain this. So these are secondary laws which are not, it's not an offense to get drunk, but remember, you begin slowly, you can also damage your yeah. Overeating is not an offense, but remember, obesity is a pro. Problem. They are those secondary precepts. They don't disturb the table and the social order, but can easily disturb the conservation of the social order. Now, uh, could, could, like uh, the question of trees, how should we engage with the trees? We need to survive. We need to preserve the environment, but also we need to eat. So, what do we do? We remove the branches, but we don't cut the, the trunk. That secondary growth can come again. Now, invalidating precepts. <coughs> what are these? What is invalidating? Cancellation. Now, nobody is going to sit for an exam unless you have passed for coursework. That's the rule in this examination. Now, there is another one. You must pay, eh? That one, you must pay. The financial should be zero balance or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then, then they say, even if you have paid your money, but if you have not <coughs> passed the coursework, you don't sit for the exam. That is invalidating prison. If you dare to sit for the exam, it should be cancelled. You waste your energy. <coughs> then you have to. Prohibiting. What is prohibiting? Preventing. That which uh, they make acts only illegal, illicit. If you smoke a cigarette, you are not allowed to smoke. You are not allowed to smoke in any smoking zone. <coughs> Here in Chisui, you can smoke anywhere. But in developed countries and universities, you don't simply go smoking anywhere. Yeah, as young people, what's happening with you? Do you smoke? She says you young men have come and say you're wasted. They no longer engage smoking. <laughs> Is there anybody student smoking here? I've not seen one. But you know, even women smoke. Hey. Don't get scared, they do smoke. Anyway, now, in some places, places of work, restaurants, even the aeroplanes at times they say, don't smoke in non-smoking zone. So you are prohibited, you are prevented from committing an offense by a law which is put for you. Mm. <coughs> uh, even here in a time in Tanzania, Africa, the owner of Africa, the lady was never allowed to move around. 
when you go to Tanzania, be careful. When you have a bigger style in Uganda, you will not manage in Tanzania. In Uganda, if you're on a massacre road, you're a long distance road, the driver stops the car and people go to ease themselves in the pool. In the pool. We have seen that. Uh, but in Tanzania, it is not allowed. You ease yourself only at a designated place. And that should be at the petrol station, at the hotel, and the other restaurant, whatever town, trading centers. You must go for specific. You dare to do that, you are booked by the police. Here, the only one who wanted to embarrass a bigger, but you see there are people. Huh. Men are men, anyway. <clears throat> you see them everywhere. Wherever there is a bush, they, could, they transform it into a toilet. Yes. Anyway, that's what I can say about moral law. Revise that section with care. Talk about the major characteristics of the law. Try to understand these terminologies we have used. Obligation, moral law, prohibiting laws, types of laws, all those kind of things. Go through them and see how best you can understand them at your free time. I think that's enough for today. Let us endeavor to work on ourselves mm. next year.